Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You know, I think every once in a while, what I like to think about is I like to think about the people that I meet. And I, I, I often don't think and say, oh, let me tell you about the people that I meet. What happens though, I start to reflect. And I start to reflect on how grateful I am that they show up in my life. You know, how wonderful the teachings are that they have. I often think about not why, we're in connection, have taken a journey together. I don't, I don't think about that. But I think about what is the pathway of this journey? You know, what is the honor and the respect? And, you know, th- this particular expansive nature that we get to take on. And all of you as an audience, I've said this before, Sarah Main, she is joining me here today. Amazing to have her on the show. But we know how amazing of an audience you are. Today, I get to talk to you and talk to Sarah about a powerful, powerful message. And I was so reflecting upon it today as I was looking at her book and rereading her book, Conscious Confidence. And I was very, I was very aware today in particular with a very personal situation in my life of if people could work with Sarah, if these if people that are under stress, if they're under strain, if people in addiction and recovery could learn conscious confidence, if they had an opportunity to explore the value of the spiritual nature of what it's like to tap in to the mysticism in ancient Sanskrit, but more importantly, to tap into the language of the soul. And how do I know that? It's really fascinating. When you think about Sarah, who is the author of Conscious Confidence. She is also the founder, creator of Damiante, but she also provides these amazing messages. Now, I happen to, it's probably too small for anybody to see, but I happen to wear one of her bracelets all the time. I just took it off to put it on the camera, and people always ask me what that is that I'm wearing. And one of the things I know, I tell them it is fuel for my soul. Today, we're talking about this mysterious and mystical power by somebody who is an expert, by somebody who is a teacher, by somebody whose life path has led her along this way to share a message for the world we want to create. I want to introduce all of you to my friend and colleague again, introduce <laughs> you to Sarah Main. Sarah, it's great to have you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. It's so wonderful to be with you again. Thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, uh, the bracelet, right? I've already gone through the the, the 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 black ones. So 
<laughs> I, I'm trying to get more of those, but I'm wearing the gold one now. And so I wear them when I play my sport. Yeah. And people are like, what is that that you have on? And then they read it and they say, pure love. Now, that's not all it says, but you've taught me a couple of things. You taught me about resonance. You taught me about exactness of sound. You taught me about a language that has so much depth to it and the messaging in it and the values in it. And today we're talking about this mysticism around it. But mysticism just doesn't quite do it, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's mystical. I mean, it, 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 it's this area of um, being mystical, mysticism. Um, and the mind, it's an interesting phenomena, actually, because if you're watching yourself, this, you reach this point of, um, we call it the mystical or the mysticism, we give it a word because it's the nature of our, our instrument, our, our mind, we call it the mind, to label everything. We have to label everything in order to just sort of navigate. And we feel a bit weird and uncertain if we don't have a sort of a pretty clear label for everything that we're doing. Imagine walking along the road and you just have no connection or concept of anything you're meeting or doing as you're walking along the road. Just imagine you have no concept for that path that you're walking on. You have no concept of the trees you're seeing. You just you know, you would say that you have some sort of neurological or psychological disorder, right? But this inner mysticism, it, it, the interesting, one of the things about it is it's bef, uh, behind or beyond our normal conceptual thinking. Yeah. So therefore it is, and the, the Sanskrit uh, Vedic uh, wisdom traditions, they describe this as indescribable unpronounceable, indescribable, beyond words. There's all these not this, not that type of descriptions because there is no one way of describing it. But one thing about getting behind or beyond all those words and concepts is there's a space. And you notice that when you talk about this mysticism of Sanskrit, we're just in a space and it's not a vacuum, it's not empty, it's full. But we then have to... Um, find or discover or uncover ways of describing it in our normal form of communication so that we can interact about it because it's natural to want to interact about it. But um, we have to find different ways of doing that, different language, you know, and we sort of struggle to try and find yeah. and we say it's like it's this or as it were or kind of like this because we can only ever use um, sort of references or analogies um, because what we're describing this space this mysticism is beyond and Sanskrit is very much from that space yeah. um, and we connect with it in resonance often just this sort of feeling and, and the sound about it but there's so much more in the wisdom of it as well it's the complete package yeah I love in, in the book that you wrote right conscious confidence I love 
I love, and I'm so honored to take that journey with you. And I learned so much about it because there's so much in there. I mean, I think about what we're about to talk about today. And we talk about the power of meaning and how it determines, in your words, it determines our reality, right? And then we have to really look at this language and really, as you would say, delve deeper into it. Because as we delve deeper into it, right, we not only get meaning, but we get life messages, we get soul messages, we get pathway messages. And I've also learned the nuances between pronunciation and correct pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I have that down. I mean, (laughs) honestly, when my partner asked me, my partner is from um, India, when she saw this, and she asked me about it, and I said, how did I pronounce it? I think I pronounced it Prema Prima. and not Prima. Yeah. Prima. Is Prema correct? Prima. Prima? Yeah. Prima. Right. Not Prima. No, no. Not Prima. No, and I said Prima. E is an A, is right. an a sound. She said, Prima. wow, did you learn that? <laughs> I said, I know that word. Because <laughs> I taught you. <laughs> because you taught me. But you see, that's what we're talking about today because there's a there's a different energy between prema and, and what I'm referring to is pure love, right? But that's the entire cycle of what we're talking about here today. Ancient is an understatement. Hmm. And you know, Sarah, there are some people that say that this language was given to us by that which we cannot see. That's, those are the words I, I, I heard somebody say to me. Yeah. That Sanskrit was given to us by that which we cannot see. So what they're saying is it was a language that came from here. Yes. Um, today, it's important for us to remember those messages because you are moving conscious confidence, conscious confidence, you're moving, Damayante, you're moving into expression of this and yet you're still honoring the ancient wisdom let's talk about how powerful that is if you could yes um it's that interesting often challenging um bridge to walk across past to 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 walk across where if you've studied um some sanskrit and, and you know look i I very I appreciate you and I'm full of gratitude for you calling me an expert, but it's not how I see myself. Yeah, that's naturally. true. Um, when I was at university many decades ago, um, my Sanskrit teacher said, um, he said, well, this is this is a four-year, three-year, four-year course. But he said, but let me get it clear to everyone from the beginning. This was the first lesson and first year. He said, a basic Sanskrit course is 10 years. <laughs> and now I had been studying Sanskrit before, um, but <laughs> yes, it's a lifelong study. But that, is, that said, you have this, it, it is mystical in that there is elements in the, and the resonance of it and the depth of the wisdom is beyond and yet I want to make this available and accessible so that people don't feel that oh well look you know I can't read the script I'm not going to study I'm not interested you know and fair enough there's a lot of things I'm not going to do because I'm I'm just not drawn to that um 
So, but the wisdom is, uh, we say it's ancient, but it's really timeless. It's, timeless. It's universal. And, the, you know, the very definition of universal is anytime, any place, you know, anywhere, all occasions. If, if, universe, if something doesn't fit that criteria, then by definition it's not universal. And there isn't a moment where Sanskrit isn't relevant. It doesn't mean you're going around with Sanskrit words in your head all the time. Right. It's that connection. It's like you have that Prema bracelet on. Yeah. And it's just that connection to a, um, the idea, the very resonance, the energy mm -hmm. of pure love. Because, you know, you know what it's like. In an average day, there are times where we may feel something less than love for our fellow human beings let's say or something that's happening in our life and just having that memory that connection um opens a doorway so that we can stay connected and you know that and it's through that connection that we really are talking about the mm -hmm. essence where the root of conscious confidence comes from yeah which is from within um it's not, you know, conscious confidence is not requiring circumstances to be a particular way. It's an inner confidence in yourself and in that deeper wisdom. And Sanskrit is, is just such a doorway to that. And a single word like prema, you don't have to know the, the definitions. You don't have to know the root form, the grammatical this, the rah, 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 rah. You don't need any of that. You just need the word. <clears throat> One word. So and in, and, uh, and one of the things I also want to comment on and really have you speak about is I'm referring for those of you that are tuning in, there are a couple of things you should know. Conscious Confidence uh, with Sarah Main. Conscious Confidence is a book and you'll be able to find out about that book. You can certainly go to Amazon and get it. Take a look at it. But what you're going to find when you take a look at that book is a couple of different things. And what I mean by a couple of different things is the book talks about and takes us on a journey just like we're doing today. But the concepts and the teachings in that book are amazing. And I was talking, Sarah, with you before the show to say, I wish, or maybe in the introduction, I said, I wish I could take these teachings and apply this or bring this to a group of these women that I work with. I really do believe that with that, there could be hope, change, transformation, and shift. Yeah. And for those of you out there, you can go get the book. You can get the audio from it. But more importantly, we can also tap in to this idea of soul. And I want to just talk, comment about that because you are somebody born and raised and educated in Sydney, Australia. And here you are. At the age of 10, and you begin your spiritual journey. That's such a beautiful story and a beautiful thing for us to talk about because it really points to how a pathway is put in front of us as this one and what that pathway does to take us along this road, these wisdom teachings. And here you are today. I'm just going to talk about conscious confidence, but I'm going to talk about Damayanti and what that means. But this is quite a journey for you. <laughs> yes. And I have to ask you, 
this is something you did, but these experiences can lead many people to that level of profound truth, can't they? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, we are, you know, as the saying goes, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Um, and, you know, that realisation can grow if you connect with your soul path, have, have that moment of awareness, and it's like a spark. Um, and I've, there's a chapter in my book about this, this journey and there, there are steps to it and uh, or gateways or stages, however you want to describe it. But that first spark, that's mystical because it seems to come unbidden, out of nowhere. It could be something you've read, you've heard, something that you've just said, Dr. Pat, and you go, oh, I call it inspiration. In Sanskrit, it's Shubhech Cha, which means um, pure, a good impulse, you know, a pure impulse. Boom. And it's like it's, it's like striking a match and then the fire's lit. It might be a small fire, but the, it's lit. And then from that, you start asking questions. All of a sudden, you're aware of something greater and there's an energy to pursue that. And, it, you know, you've still got daily responsibilities and doing what you do and yet there's another dimension that can be um, a little bit discombobulating to be honest with you because you're now relating to things slightly differently Um, your image your self-image can change because you suddenly think oh there's something more I've got questions and it can be some sort of trauma it can be some difficult situation can cause that sort of thing or it can just be literally out of the blue it varies um but my experience and observation is that it it, it's something that people can't sort of turn away from particularly I know um I had a, a chap on my show recently and he was um had recovered from addiction and he's got questions because he said he found in the end, he, he, he recovered like he was in a recovery program, but he found that a spiritual solution ultimately was the one that really changed his and really brought about his fundamental recovery. And he said, you know, and, and of course he's got questions, but you start talking to people that you've related to before, friends and family, and they think you're a bit nuts. Oh, yeah. Know? Or you've gone the soft option or you're off with the fairies or with the pixies or anti-science or whatever it is. And you have to get comfortable with that because you can feel a bit, you know, you're not quite sure where you're going within yourself as you get comfortable with this um, and you get more connected with yourself. So you can't deny the truth of this, what has awakened this path, this soul path. Yeah. You want to follow it, and yet you still want to talk to your friends, you know, and they don't get it. So who do you talk to? So it, it, it's a whole different world, and it is mystical. It's very beautiful. But this is this growth and evolution. Um, and, yeah, it takes courage, and you, you need to, you know, you, it's the way to go. You want to pursue it. And then you discover there is a whole dimension to life where we can realise that we are spiritual beings having a human experience and for me you know at 10 years old to be honest with you it felt a little bit like I was picking up from where I left off last time it was a natural I just felt drawn that way Um, yeah yeah. 
And, you know, I want to just, I want to thank you for really sharing that story uh, because I shared with you that I, I was late for this, this show, which is very rare for me. And there was, there would only be one thing that would allow that to happen in my life. And that would be an emergency about a life of somebody that is struggling with addiction. Right. And, and yet I know the limit in the nature by which I can help. And you said it before, look, when ideas about recovery were created back, whether you call it Bill Wilson, whoever, Carl Jung was instrumental in directing that. And he was very clear. Nothing is going to happen without a spiritual experience. Nothing was going to happen. He was very clear about that. And the entire basis foundation was built upon that. Yet in today's world, it's one of the most forgotten aspects of recovery. And I would not be here. And I have to tell you, I was gripping on to this bracelet for life 15 minutes before I spoke with you. I mean, gripping it, fondling it, touching it, and unconsciously right maybe this was unconscious confidence (laughs) (laughs) that's i think that's what it was because i mean i actually put a dent in my wrist and then i realized when i showed up to do this oh pure love yeah that's what I needed to hold on to, pure love. Um, I wanted to, uh, to ask you, this has been such an evolutionary journey for you. And now I've mentioned Conscious Confidence. People can go, if you want to get the book, go to Conscious Confidence. It's also an audio book. I think there's only three copies left on Amazon if you go over there. But if you go there, you'll see the book. You talk about everything from what I've learned about the fourfold, the, when you talk about the fourfold energy, and we've done many shows on that. Yeah. But I almost feel like I have to leapfrog a moment to Damayante. I'm yeah. probably not saying that right, but I think I'm pretty dang close. It's right? pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. I've been practicing. <laughs> I'm sorry to use tricky words. <laughs> it's good. When you first said that to me, and I thought, oh, my gosh, one more word I have to learn. That's really what I did think. But then I started to say it. Yeah. And I, got, I became a little addicted yeah. to it. What does that word mean? Now, I know you're going to give me like about 10 minutes explaining the in-depth meaning to it, because part of this situation is it's hard when you see something. And then because translate, tell me if I'm right. Sometimes these translations are multidimensional. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Sanskrit words are absolutely multidimensional. That's an understatement, really. But, you know, and that's what's so amazing about it. Um, um, what I love so much. But the, the word Damayanti, well, first, firstly, it's a very popular, um, well-known female name, a girl's name. You know, there are girls, women called Damayanti in India, right? It's a, it's a popular Indian name. Um, but the, the, so it's a name, but the, the bit 
the, the sort of the core of it comes from a dumber and and the root dumb d in English you'd write a d a m dumb, and um and I've I've done shows on this and where because people ask why dumayanti, and it actually comes from this element of restraint inner restraint, and that's. Restraint is not necessarily a hooray word these days. We want to feel free, and I do too. Freedom is a core value of mine. But this is the inner restraint of that which would limit us, the things that are, are limiting in us, uh, you know, the negativity, uh, low self-esteem, poor self-talk, all of those things. And if restraint doesn't mean clamping it down. It means letting it go not letting it rule us so that we are free to give expression to our potential and our limitlessness which is part of our true nature and it also uh, the restraint comes from being peace uh, peaceful and calm it doesn't mean holding it down tight and I'm clenching my fists and pushing things down if you're listening to this and you can't see me um, it, it comes actually comes from restraint and peace and calm and and you know when you're peaceful and calm you're not bothered so much you have the ability to choose and you have the space and time to choose and you can discern what is true and from false and what is limited from limitless and we tend not to engage in so much negative self-talk which can put us in a box and is unhelpful to us so Damayanti I was drawn <clears throat> excuse me I was drawn to Damayanti because of this element of peace and calm and 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 then the inner restraint and that comes from that and that's very much in line from um, from the sort of earlier iteration of conscious confidence which was about this connection within yourself giving you that confidence and strength to move in any situation in any direction and so is that a simple direct have I said yeah. too much <laughs> no no and because you know what I loved about it is you know I I when you first mentioned it of course I go to Google not sure if what I'm getting on Google is correct <laughs> no, but I came across a beautiful story um yeah. you know that I read about uh, about this princess and princess. right and, you know, even though that may not be what we're talking about, there's so much in Sanskrit that are story-like. I don't know if that's the correct language. There's so much in words that are more than the words of the English translation. And, yeah. you know, you, you are now taking this to another level. I mean, you've actually created a website, and this is the home now, right? Yeah. Uh, Damayante.store. Is that correct? Yes, damayanti.store. Damayanti.store. And that's, you know, you can go there because when people will go there, what they're going to find is the energy of what you and I are talking about. They're going to see it. They're going to feel it. Yeah. But there's also underneath the conversation is your unique vision for creating this energy, which may be ancient, but it's new. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, how many times have, have I, every call I have with you in preparation, I always have to bring up some tattoo that I saw that is totally <laughs> awful, right? And it's not about that. It, what it's about are people trying to recreate 
the symbolic energetic blueprint of this, yeah. right? You know, it's like old school printing. I had a friend that did old school printing and old school font design. And I remember sitting next to her and watching her do this. And there were such nuances. And she could tell if in her print operation, if accidentally one of the fonts got ticked. Yeah. And it changed the meaning for her. But people are hungry. And I want to ask you, do you know what this hunger is about now in this modern world? How would you, Sarah Main, in the spirit of Damayanti, how could we describe this today? Um, that is a great question, Dr. Pat. You ask great questions. That is right up there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, where I, I think there's definitely an evolving thing for me to understand that. Um, and where I'm at is I think I'm being led, like my previous guest, the, the chap that was recovering, uh, has uh, recovered um, and found that a spiritual solution has been one of the key things to, to proceed and progress forward, and he really has, um, it's remarkable, is um, the, the sort of questions he's asking um, what is spiritual? What's the difference no. between spiritual and ordinary? Um, awareness, you know, if I'm aware, how can I measure, can I measure when I'm not aware? You know, those sorts of questions, really getting to understand that and how can I stay in memory? Um, so often one of the things that I'm, if you go to my website, there's a blog there and there are, decent sized pieces, blog pieces there, explaining some of these things about um, the, the power of memories coming up soon, that's, that's going up soon. But the, the whole thing about the story of Damayanti, you, you read about the princess, there's actually a, a recent blog post explaining that one of, it's a very long story in the Mahabharata. And um, I've just taken one section and talked about that in this blog piece. And the three lessons that come from that, you know, there's, there's so much to understand just in what is a beautiful story of Damayanti and even just sections of it, but there's so much to understand and the lessons in it. And one of the things I would say is, and certainly I endeavoured to do this in my book, is to present stories to illustrate. These stories are not just children's fables. These are a story bypasses a lot of our logical thinking, which can be such a barrier and get in the way and block, frankly. The story goes past and into the heart and can resonate more deeply than just an explanation. And um, my spiritual teacher said, you, you read stories to children, these traditional stories to children that have a message. He said, you can tell them the message but he said they forget the message and all they remember is the story and that's all they need because as an adult, if you hear that story, you get the message and you just remember that story and it re resonates with you like that bracelet. All you need is just one word and you know it means love and it keeps you connected.
Yeah. It keeps that pathway open and the stories do the same. So that is, it's a sort of a long-winded answer. But That's a great are, answer. You know, it's an evolving thing for me and I appreciate any questions people have because it, it shows me a way. Yeah, I love it so much. And we're going to take a short break. And I'll tell you why I love it so much. And I love the blog post you you posted. I think it was as of today, um, where, where you're talking about mindfulness and meditation. There was a blog post on that. And what I found myself, you know, I went back and I read it again. And I found myself at this place of learning that I learned from you uh, several years ago. And and because I learned it and started to practice it, albeit again, not always the proper pronunciation, but I will, I will share this when we come back. I learned the power of it. And what I'm talking about is mantra, mantra. And I honor that person that is speaking with you, that person in recovery that is speaking with you, because those of us that have gone through that, if we can't find that spiritual experience and if we can't find that peace, that's the difference between getting recovered and staying in recovery. Yeah. It's that gap. And it doesn't have to be a one size fits all, but yet we need to do more. When we come back, we're going to talk with Sarah, not just about, this, but we're going to talk about how now the symbolism of Damayanti, how now this for your soul, right? How we can embed this and be reminded. And by the way, I just showed you this bracelet, which I wear because it's a reminder. But what did I learn from this bracelet that I go to in my own unconscious confidence way? That happens automatically in the spirit of mindfulness. When we come back, that and more. Sarah, for a minute, how do people find out more about you? And then when we come back, we're going to talk about what you've created to keep this flow and symbolism and spiritual practices going. How do they find out more about you? I can go to my website, damayanti.store, D A. M A I have to think. Damayanti. D-A-M-A-Y-A-N-T-I. -I. It ends with an I. Damayanti.store. <laughs> yes, I, I know it because I had to learn to pronounce it. And really to take it in. When we come back, what is it about that word and the word on my bracelet that I just keep repeating over and over and over again when I am stressed? Why? Why do I pick that? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. There isn't a magic pill to creating your healthy lifestyle, yet it doesn't have to be hard or feel impossible. Health works from the inside out, connecting both your body and your mind. Georgette LePage lives and breathes what she teaches, so allow her to be living proof of what can work for you. Connect with her now for a free 30-minute discovery session to see what results you are looking for and how she can help you get them. Visit GeorgetteLePage.com. Are you having difficulty feeling at home in your own home? 
Join Annette Rigolo and Dr. Pat in enlightened environments, optimizing from the outside in, as they present a deep dive into the various vibrations of the earth, along with man-made energies that impact our lives. Using the diamond dousing method, we will utilize specific vibrations to elevate our own homes to support us and expand us with their energy. Join us every third Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time to make your home, home. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So thrilled to have my friend and colleague, Sarah Main, joining me here today. You have heard me talk with her for several years about conscious confidence. Now we are introducing you to another energy. And, you know, I think that other energy is a continuation of all of the messaging, everything she's done, everything, the way of teachings, conscious confidence, whatever you've gleaned from that. And of course, now here we are today. Damayanti, if you want to find out exactly what we're talking about, and we're going to talk about this for a minute, uh, damayanti.store. That's how you get there. There's a blog there. There's social media there. You can get in touch with her. You can email Sarah. You can get a copy of her book. But more importantly, you get to tune into the energy and vibration of what we're talking about. Um, Sarah, thank you again for joining me here today. Um, <clears throat> I've often said this, people look at me sometimes and they think, gee, Pat, you know, this is, you, you just do such a great, I, I say, I am a student. I love talking with people, especially about things I don't know, but there's never been a time where I've had a conversation about something I didn't need to learn. Can't think of one. And I've had some really odd interviews. 
But this journey with you has been interesting because what I found over these past 30 months is how often I've called on your teaching in Sanskrit. And I may have held up a bracelet, but it's not just a bracelet, right? It's what I've learned about it. And, and what I've learned about the mantra around that word, what I've learned about other mantras you shared on the show. And I want to jump to uh, talking about mantra because you're also going to recite in, in a few minutes. Oh, am I going to get this right? The Gayatri mantra. Did I say hey, that right? Did I do? <laughs> okay. It is my favorite all time. Yeah. I listen to it. I take these, I have Jacob pull them out over and over and over again. People come into my house and they hear things like that praying mm -hmm. and they just look at me oddly. <laughs> like, did you mean, yes, that is purposeful. So I want to talk with you about the power of mantra, but I also want to talk about what you're doing at Damayanti.store to really keep reminding us, tell us what you created over there. Um, well, Damayanti.store, that it's Damayanti for your soul is the core thing. And so what I wanted to provide was um, a place where when you're on your soul path and connected, a place where you can go where there's information, there's um, connection, there's food for your soul. There's a place to rest for your soul. Um, and so hence the blog, because there's the, the blogs are substantial mm. pieces, you oh. know, and, and, and they give you something to think about. There's stories in the blogs. They're like mini versions of my book in a way. Um, they unpack a bit more. There's, you know, yes, all the social media. There's the link to all my shows there. So you can pick up the shows there. So uh, that I do with uh, on your your network, and um, and we have I've now developed this range of products, and they're in collections, so they're under themes. So you you've got a bracelet from the Prema collection, which yeah. is, the, and there's a variety of necklaces and bracelets, and some keychains and things, and a few drink tumblers and whatnot in the different collections. And there's as so far there's eight collections, and they're themed under Prema for love. I'll try and remember them: Prema for love, uh, Shama for patience, um, Shakti for divine energy. Uh, there's Balam for strength, Abhyasa for resilience, Abhayam for fearlessness, Prana for the breath of life. There must be something else and I've forgotten it. Um, oh, and Satya for truth and honesty and goodness. There are other collections in the pipeline, but those eight so far have been ones that have been either um, important to me or what I see um, as important for people in general that I pick up on, that themes that I hear in on social media and around the place where people are struggling with certain things and I, it comes to me that that, that is um, an important element. And the way I was taught was go back to the Sanskrit, just get the Sanskrit word, find out what it means because, as you said before the break, Sanskrit is multidimensional. And so go back to some of the deeper wisdom, just get an understanding rather than thinking, oh, yeah, patience, I know what that means. You know, 
and you don't even stop to think. Get past some of your filters because we have filters about everything. When we're all the information coming in through our senses and every moment of the day is being filtered, and you know that from your um, psychology background. Yeah, no kidding. You know? So, and that was one of the, the, the main reasons my spiritual teachers said to learn Sanskrit because it, it starts to purify some of those filters and it purifies them by showing them up in the light of the universal pure wisdom in Sanskrit. It shows up where you think, you think, oh, well, I normally think this and Sanskrit's indicating that. And it just shows it up in the light of that. And then you can let that um, limitation go. So it purifies that way, apart from just the resonance and the vibration and the beauty and you don't have to be a Sanskrit scholar. And that was one of the things I was keen on with Damayanti is you don't have to, wonderful if you want to, but you don't have to be spending years studying Sanskrit. It's a way of having an immediate connection with yeah. that universal wisdom, that resonance, that energy. And as you say, you've got that bracelet. And, you know, back in the day, I was writing things on post-it notes and sticking them up to remind myself. And when I was teaching, I was writing it on the blackboard to remind myself, you know, just up in the corner. And the children would learn it too, so that was great. But, you know, to have a beautiful necklace, I would have loved something like that. Yeah, yeah. And what I've discovered is people don't need the English written on the bracelet. Right. On the thing. They just, that the beauty of the shape, they might know the sound and they know it means love or resilience or patience whatever and that's important to them and that's a, a mystical message for them you know and if someone asks great they can explain so it can be a conversation starter but that was kind of where I was going with the the products that but I love it to carry with you you know be with you and I love it because you and I were talking about whether or not to put the English on it and I was looking yeah. at the uh, there was a few of these that I'm getting ready to to buy and I've now for the first time I saw this without the English and it was the it's the image language, the written language and the way it looks is yeah. powerful. Yes. Right. So when I look at it, I, I see it powerfully. And then when you find out about it and I'm trying to remember if, we, if this was a growth through resilience or fearlessness, but it was, it's so powerful in itself that yeah. you can feel that. Right. Yeah. And that is so beautiful that you're making this available to people that really want to embody that level of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, it's an, definitely an energy thing. And going back to that mysticism, it is yep. mystical because you, you can't, it's hard to explain. And that's often why you struggle with these sort of garbled explanations. And, and if your friends and family look at you like you're a bit nuts. You know? They do. They and, do. But it's real. That, that energy is real and it, it is a way of staying connected and connectedness is so important otherwise we just get disconnected and all sorts of problems arise like when I mean, we've been talking about addiction and, and all those things when we are disconnected with the fundamental truth of ourselves and this 
fundamental universal energy, which sounds sort of incredibly woo-woo, but it isn't. It's utterly practical and present. And those that have recovered from and continue to have stayed recovered, you know, they say it is a connectedness. And this uh, gentleman I was talking to, a guest I had on my show, he said the only way he can define spirituality and spiritual at the moment is connectedness because that's what he experiences as connectedness. Um, He says, I don't have another word for it at the moment. And he's right. He's right because I have not studied. So what would be the logic if I had to go to logic? And some people are wondering about logic right now. There'd be some people maybe listening. Why would I grab onto this? Why would I hold on to this? Why would I even have this on a day that very unexpectedly I didn't know that in the middle of the day I might have to intervene to save someone's life? I didn't know that today. But what was it about this? Why would I grab onto it? And there are so many others. I was looking at what you have on on Damayanti.store, and I was just, I mean, the English language is something like breath of life or, right, this is the English language. But that is not the vibration of it. And so I have a request for you. Yes. (laughs) Just like me to give you more work. I think it would be so cool on your website to have an audio of the word in your voice. Okay. Yeah. To say it. Because. The, the power of the imagery of it, and I know what I'm drawn to, and I don't even know what it means. But can you imagine now if people could learn what I've learned about pure love, about prema, if they could learn that, like I learned from you, yeah. and can hear the language and become to step into the mantra. See, this is what happens sometimes when we learn something that is new to us, but ancient and timeless. Yeah. That's how that bridge of time gets connected, Sarah. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah. There is no bridge. You just connect. You just connect. Yeah. But that connection, and and it's probably um, more accurate to say it's a reconnection because it's always there but we reconnect um, and it seems new Um, and that's why we describe these uh, the jewelry and things particularly as wearable mantras in they are in sacred sanskrit and it's i think in and particularly in this day and age where we we have all these um, technology that connects us in one way and yet we can be supremely oh. disconnected, even more so. We can be utterly distracted. Hence, one of the chapters, the core chapters in my book is on focusing because yep. focusing connects you, you know, and it's, it's, it's a fundamental thing and there are stories and it's enjoyable. I don't want to make it sound like I'm an old school teacher. No, it's but, a great book. But, but, it, but it, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's everything from my <laughs> point of view has got to be practical. That's why in my book there are stories, there's exercises, there's modern contemporary accounts of mm. people I actually know, either I worked with or know. Um, they're all, you know, to, to bring everything into um, something that's accessible about something that's unbelievably mystical 
completely ancient and timeless. It's it's really timeless rather than ancient, but yeah. hey, whatever, let's let's use those words. Um, it is make, timeless. Make it relevant. And so you're in a situation, and, and this is a life and death situation, and you've got that there. You're not just left with nothing. You have that. And you're tapping in and connecting no matter how difficult it is, the situation that you're navigating through, you have that connection to something that is utterly timeless, yeah. actually, you're ancient timeless. And um, the, it, it said that the universal source, spirit, God, the gods, however you want to say it, consciousness, Sanskrit, is the language of the universe and it is a thread that runs through all time that you can tap into and mm. it's that thread of consciousness, that thread of spirit that the soul can connect to. That is the connectedness and it's a, a single thread and you it's like you tap back into that and then you're not alone and you know instinctively without thinking that there is yeah. something greater than just you at that moment um, and you're drawing on that consciously. And I have in situations that have been, you know, difficult either personally or I've been involved in situations, um, really challenging situations where I've had to play a role or whatever, even if it's just a very supportive role, I find I've got a Sanskrit mantra or something and it's just there and it comes to mind strongly and I feel like I'm not walking this alone. Mm. It keeps me connected and, and people will say to me later, how did you stay so calm? How did you stay strong? You don't seem to be so affected or something like that. And I know it doesn't mean I'm not feeling things, but mm. and I, all I can do is just be utterly mm. grateful and say, look, you know, what can I say? I've, I've got that connectedness mm. and the Sanskrit is just a gift because yeah. language is so powerful. We literally speak ourselves into existence. Yeah. People need to understand that. That's the power of language. So it you is. better make sure the language and the sound is good. I wonder if you could kind of lead us out of today's show. I want to thank you so much. Uh, for those of you out there, go to damayanti.store, damayanti.store. But if you would lead us out with a mantra, I would so love that. Yes, I would love to do that. And it's the Gayatri Mantra, which is one of the, I don't know, most ancient, traditional, supreme, profound mantras, almost untranslatable. So there's many different ways of saying it in English. But here's the English. Body of all, mind of all, spirit of all, may we meditate on the radiance of the inner light May that self illuminate our thoughts. Peace, peace, peace. <clears throat> Om Bhurbhuva Suaha Tatsavitur Varinyam Bhargo Devasya Dhimahi Dhyoyona Prachodayat Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti Sarah, thank you so much for everything. I can't wait to see what's next. Sarah Main, everyone, please. Conscious Confidence is her book. And uh, Jacob will pull out that mantra and we'll make sure we play it at the beginning.
but it is one of the most powerful mantras, at least that I've listened to. And it's my go-to. Sarah, thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Please go to damayanti.store. And everything we've talked about and then some is there. Hopefully Sarah will, will add in her voice how to pronounce <laughs> this properly. Thank you, Sarah. Love okay, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye -bye. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you so much. Thank you all. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.